Hello and welcome to this Xbox Life episode 178. No games for you. No use games for you. <laughs> Is that how they do it? Isn't it like the, the soup no Nazi? Soup, no soup for you. <laughs> so yes, no used games for you. I wonder what that means. I guess we'll have to wait and see. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Brun BJ Swift 33, along with Mark, aka Wingman 709. Hey, everybody. And uh, it's just us two this week, which is okay. You know, we won't have Rob stepping all over us, you know, talking the whole time while we're talking. No, I kidding. know, gee whiz. <laughs> it's old. <laughs> so, um, you know. He may join way. us. He still may join us. <laughs> all right. So the way we uh, start every show is what we've been playing. Now, besides playing Hero Academy and ant raid on my iphone i did get a little bit of uh 360 gaming in which was battlefield 3 dun 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 no funny stories this week i get a, i got with the uh, soul assassin played a little bit on friday convoy was on on saturday um you know nighthawk 70 was on tonight so, um, Brass Monkey Pro was also on tonight. So I ranked up a couple ranks, but that was about it. Other than just annihilating people, this guy got in his helicopter with this guy, and he was an excellent pilot. I think I was fourteen and zero. <laughs> wow! I didn't get shot down. We didn't shot down once. I mean, they were trying, and this guy was just. I mean. He was he was awesome, so I just got luckily lucky and got stuck with him, and you know, did pretty well. So, other than that, oh, I do have. So you know, how, many, have how many negative ratings did you get out of that? I don't know. I was cheating. <laughs> um, we know somebody probably reported you as cheating if they couldn't shoot you down. Yeah, well, they couldn't. <laughs> um, today was actually pretty funny because uh, Need for Speed is another guy that was playing today. Um, I was like, Hey, I was like, you have a javelin, right? And he said, yeah. I was like, all right, I'm going to bring out sniper. We'll take these guys down. It was the, the barge area where like all the containers and stuff are. And there was groups of three to four per helicopter. Cause these guys were trying to fly, fly around the helicopter and heal them. But when you get hit with a javelin, it's a one shot, one shot, boom, you're dead. So here I am with a soflam just looking out and just, picking off these helicopters and he's like all right it's away and i watch it and i just watch that thing shoot out in the air and then 90 degree right into the helicopter and blow them up he's like he's like i just took down three down three helicopters i'm 10 and 0 <laughs> <laughs> i was like i was like all right and he ended up being like 19 and 4 because he just kept shooting down helicopters these guys kept trying to you know glitch their way to free points and heal and everything like that and it just wasn't cutting it so it was pretty funny. But that's all I got to play. I was going to play some uh, Mass Effect, but never got to it. So, <clears throat> Mark, what about you? Well, of course, I played some Modern Warfare 3. Um, they had new maps come out. Um, if you're an Elite subscriber, then the new maps were made available to you this week. They were named Piazza, or Piazza, and um, Liberation. 
Uh, Liberation takes place in um, New York City here in Central Park. Um, it's really good. It's actually a great sniper map. So for those of us like me who don't play as snipers, it's a hard map to play on because <laughs> there's yeah, lots of snipers on it. But it's a really fun map. I, I really like the layout. Um, and I wasn't really expecting to like it when I first was seeing the kind of the previews of the map. Oh. Hello, 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 hello. <laughs> Somebody's calling. Let me mute real quick. All right. This is the life of this Xbox life. <laughs> there we go. <coughs> she so. picked up finally. Right. But um, so it's a pretty good map. I really enjoyed it. Um, also uh, Piazza, which is one I thought I would really enjoy. Not really liking it so much. It's um, you're liking this Italian village, and it's it's a very it's, it's almost a I could almost say it's almost a vertical map because there's lots and lots of stairs. You spend most of the time running up or down stairs. It's a very elevated map, so you can be above people, below people all the time. It's very small, but it just seems like I'm constantly getting shot at, you know, in, in the back. And I, it's just it's super fast pace, and it's just like. You know, there's a couple maps in in Modern Warfare 3 where there's a couple that it's just like I just can't get anything going on them. I'm always just getting destroyed no matter what I do, and I, I think this is going to be one of those. <laughs> um, so right now it's not an early favorite of mine, but uh, I'll, I'll keep playing. I, I like the you know the the idea behind it and the way it looks, and but. Uh, it's pretty it must, pretty brutal map. Uh, you get beat up on it pretty bad. So I was going to say the thing with the park must be it must be a park thing to be have snipers because that's the way it is in the the park Operation Metro and Battlefield Three. It's like when you're in a park area, all you hear is the cracking of sniper <laughs> rifles going off left and right. <laughs> yeah. So, so, but they're they're good maps. Um, it's it's nice to have some some light you know new stuff in the rotation. So I was. Pretty pleased to, to go out and play on them right away. Uh, if you are a subscriber, an elite subscriber, and you're wondering where are the maps, of course you got to download them. But then you have to actually, when you go into your multiplayer and you're selecting your game types, you got to go into the elite preferred list um, to get those to come up. Um, until they're released for everybody, they're not in the normal rotation. So look for them there, but I'm sure everybody knows. And what I heard is to, to before they're released to everybody, it's going to be kind of one of those things where they're going to wait a couple months and kind of wrap up all the DLC, I think, that you guys are getting early and then sell that as like a pack or something like that. I Yeah, I, that would be my guess. Um, I don't I haven't heard when they're going to be released to everybody, but they only released two maps this time. And what they're doing is there's like over the next nine months, there's going to be 20 maps. Um, I think I post. I did post a story on this. Let me go back and see if oops, I didn't want to save that image. Let me see if I can go find where I posted that. Um, and actually, I may have done it in the forums. But it was like I got the whole list here. But it's like 20 maps total in nine months. So yeah, they're probably going to wait until they have like four or five, and then release a map pack. Uh, yeah, it's in my, it's in our forums. So in in. In January, they had the two maps. In February, they're going to release one map. March, there'll be one map and then two missions for the Spec Ops. 
There's going to be two new maps in April, one map in May with another mission. In June, we're going to get another map, a mission, and a game mode. July, we'll have two maps. August, we'll have a map, a mission, and a new game mode. And in September, to wrap it up, will be another map and another mission. So, so it's, you know, there's going to be a lot of content coming out. So every month, we're getting something. Yeah, I mean, 20 maps. You know, 20 maps, and usually what they would sell, you know, what their other map packs were usually like five maps for 15 bucks. So you're getting, you know, you're getting $60 worth of maps there. Yeah. Probably. That's, that's kind of why I signed up for the elite was just for yeah. the DLC. So I knew it would yeah. save money. And so, you know, it's worth it. It's, I'm having and the missions, fun. the missions, you know, it's cool to get the new missions and stuff as well. So, yeah, definitely. It'll, you know, if you're getting tired of multiplayer, Oh, let's go play some new missions. So, you know, it's always good to have more content for games that you that you really enjoy. So, yeah. I mean, I I will say that I'm you know that it, looking at what you're getting and stuff like that, it looks like a super great you know investment. And when you got the elite service, which I knew, like you know, we even said that it would probably be a good buy because you're gonna if you're gonna get the maps and stuff anyways, you might as well buy it because you're gonna save a little bit of money. Right. Um, other than buying, because if when they start bundling these together, I don't think it'll be five maps for fifteen bucks. It's probably going to be more, because um, otherwise it'll be equal amount of money. Because you're, or what was yours? Forty nine dollars for season pass. Yeah, fifty bucks. Yeah, so yeah. so people would be saving like ten dollars or whatever. But you know, it is good to see that they're actually giving content because before it was just like you never knew what you're going to get oh you're going to get nine months of content i mean they could have came out and give you nine maps <laughs> right right so which wouldn't which wouldn't be and it wouldn't surprise anybody being that it was be activision but you know 20 maps and new missions and modes it's it's kind of you know it's good that they supported what they were what they were doing well so. the thing is too is if they do it by doing a really good job and pumping out a lot of great content yeah, then next, next when time. the next game comes out and you need to renew your elite subscription to get all the DLC for the next game, it'll be like, oh yeah, you had so much stuff, yeah, I can see a savings, you know. So you'll you'll know better what to expect. So. And plus, you guys got thirteen, or you got ten months, don't you? Well, you get the it's service. A, you, got, you got thirteen months because you paid for it, and they had that issue, so they gave everybody an extra month. Right, but the the DLC is only going to be nine months. Oh, uh, so there. I mean, you're not going to see more DLC for this game out outside of that window because the next Call of Duty title will be out, and they'll start. You know, they'll be move, put content out for that one. Mm-hmm. So, which I think is what they've been doing all along. You know, they they pump out right. a bunch of map packs within a year, and that's it. So, and then they move on to the next title. So. But no complaints. Good nope. stuff. Um, nope. Also played some Gears of War 3 with Mudtastic. He's wanting to get... There's an achievement now with um, the latest... Was it Phoenix Rising? I think is the name of the latest DLC for that. And there's if you get all of the base ribbons, there's like 139 ribbons or something in that game. There's like a 70-point achievement. Or I think it's 70 points. I, I think that's what he said. Um but there's an achievement, so he's only missing a few. So him and I were working on that the other night, and uh, he's only got a couple left to go. And I'm actually 
might have to try it myself because helping him out, I got quite a few myself. So a bunch of new ribbons. So it'd be pretty nice. cool to have all the ribbons. But that game is just so much fun. We were just having so much fun playing it. So I still haven't done Ram Shadow or the new DLC. Well, you got to get with me because uh, I want to find three other people to do arcade mode of Ram Shadow because there's an achievement for going through with four people in arcade mode through Ram Shadow. And I've there's like five chapters, and I've only done two with four people. So okay. I'm, I'm willing to play. Let's hook it up. Uh, Mud will always, always play. He's got a, he, he's working on all his Onyx medals, and so he, he'll, easy, he'll happily put that game back in. Okay. So uh, I also played some Jane's Advanced Strike Fighter this week. <sighs> it's you like know, a that's sim, more of a sim than an arcade that, fighter, right? That game just blows chunks, man. <laughs> I, I was like, I quit playing it um, because it just, it was just not very good. I, I was playing a campaign and... Well, Elite Skyen and I the other day we got we got on and to knock out all the multiplayer because there's nobody playing this online. So him and I we we sat down and we knocked out. I got like twelve or fifteen achievements in one night, and and he did too. So we just knocked out a ton of achievements, and but the game the campaign is so horrible, and now we found out there's one there's one multiplayer left achievement left. And you got to do some co-op on like the last level, but you have to play through the whole campaign to unlock it. So I told him, okay, I'll try to knock it out. I don't know how far I am to the campaign, but I just, it's like, it's just a horrible campaign. <laughs> there, and to give you an idea, it's it's like there's this one part that I, I went to, and it, it's it's got the marker. You're supposed to fly over to this building. You're supposed to stay below a certain height to avoid the radar detection. But you're also right. supposed to overfly their building, right? Mm-hmm. To kick your cameras off. So you got to overfly this building, the skyscraper. Start your cameras rolling and then you got to fly back over it. All the while staying below this radar. So the very first time I'm trying to just, you know, as I'm I'm like I'm looking where the skyscraper is. I'm like, "Okay, I got to get down a little bit." Well, it was too low because if you know, it was like I'm getting the warning that I'm going to be, you know, detected by the radar. So I'm getting just to where I'm in the green and boom, I run into the building. I'm like, well, that's kind of stupid. So I'm like, well, I must've done something wrong. So I reload it and I go back and, and it's like, I, then I went above the building and then, you know, well, you're detected by radar. So I did this about five or six times trying to get as low to the top of that building as I could. And I, and I kept being detected or would crash into the building. And I'm like, this just doesn't make any sense. So I finally, the last time, I like flew next to the skyscraper. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, and it even tells you, fly over the building to, to activate your camera. So I flew next to the building, and it activated the camera. <laughs> then I had to fly back over it, and then for some reason, I, it didn't matter. I, I didn't get picked up by radar, but I was over the building. And I'm like, this is stupid. This is just, yeah. this is dumb. I mean, it just, you know, and it's stuff like that that is just horribly done, and it's just a really bad game. So, but I need to try to finish it so I can help Elite get that last achievement. So, <laughs> I'll probably be playing this next week. Um, 
I don't recommend it for anybody else. Also, uh, I gotta say, um, my next game I played mainly because of Soul Assassin. He sent me a message and he says, "Hey, can you make me co-manager of the TXL club on Forza 4? Right. And I'm like, "Oh, sure, no problem." So that means I have to put the game in to do it. So I go in there and I make him, you know, the the a co-manager or whatever. And and I'm like, as I was in it, I was like. And I haven't played this in a while. So I'm like, eh, let me play Let me play a race. Next thing I know, I was sitting there for like two hours <laughs> <laughs> playing Forza. So, and I'm like, oh, man, I missed this game. So, Did you uh, accept my invite to the group? I didn't see an invite. I, didn't send, oh. I sent you an invite. I actually oh, no, sent you, you an invite because I saw you were not part of the group. Oh. I went on and tried to accept it, and I was waiting for a reply back from you. And I asked, I asked Soul, and he says I'm not a the leader of it or whatever. So I was yeah, like, he's oh. co-manager. I made him like yesterday or something. So <laughs> yeah, well, this Maybe is when I'll I got it. I got it. Yeah, I got it before Christmas. So. <laughs> oh, I then no, I sent you an invite the other just yesterday. So oh, okay. Um, and I haven't been on the game in so long that there's like a bazillion messages, and I didn't see anybody asking to get in. So. Yeah, but just go ahead and look at your messages. You should have an invite. You can accept it, and it'll let you right in. Okay. So, and Soul is manager. So if anybody wants to join our club, just shoot the invite out, and uh, Soul will be able to accept it for you. Um, I just don't play it as much, but I'm going to try to get back into it because it was so much fun. And it'd be nice to complete my my uh, season. I did complete going in and playing. I did get a, I got an achievement too because. I completed, I think, my fifth season. Hmm. I was actually really close to completing it. I didn't know it. I only had like five races to do, and I had it was an achievement. So, nice. so let me see. Yeah, complete fifth fifth season. So, and I think there's how many seasons are there? Total of ten. So I'm like halfway through there, but it's not really halfway because each season gets longer and longer. So, but uh, I, I'd like to complete the entire season i think that'd be kind of cool i've never done that on any other forza game so but fun fun game and i think that pretty much wraps up what i played this week nice all right uh, as far as fnl like i said i played on played some battlefield three on friday and you know bumped into soul and you know i don't i don't think that very many people were on this friday but no biggie. What not, you were on. Yeah, I I hopped in and said hi, and then you left. Well, I had a well. I was in the <laughs> so I was like, okay, so I just left. I was yeah, like, I asked when I popped back on because I was just like, it, it was really uh, laggy. So I was like, let me reboot my router, and I thought everybody heard me, and then when I came back, you were gone. <laughs> so, yeah, I would have played uh, with you guys. I but no one ever invites me to play Battlefield, so. No, somebody asked. He said, "You know, does Wing play?" And I'm like, "Yeah, he still plays." So, yeah, we'll get you. Have yeah. some fun. Get you into a man's game. Um, <clears throat> so, <laughs> and I would have joined you in your man game. <laughs> yeah. I like playing with you guys. I just don't want to go in, you know, by myself and just get owned. I don't I, mind getting owned so much if I'm with my friends, because at least I can I, follow like you around, or I'll follow. Uh, soul and because you know at least i can kind of hang out with you guys and you guys are smart enough that when i do die you'll revive me <laughs> yeah, you do and i'm the same way like i'll log in 
and if nobody's on playing Battlefield 3, like I might play for a little bit to see if some people will come in. Um, you know, because I, I I like played for a little bit and then Convoy jumps in. It, the game is just you just have so much more fun when you're with people. Yeah, and I, and I imagine the same like with Modern Warfare 3. I like I'm pretty sure you play if I played by myself Modern Warfare 3 and just cu- kept getting beat up, beat up, beat up, that I just would stop playing. But if I was with friends and I just keep playing, because it's like who who cares how much you're getting killed or something like that. It's just you know you're having fun with your friends. So yeah, I, I whenever I'm playing Modern Warfare, I'm always in a, a big group. So yeah, um, I play with uh, OGT unit, and he's and he's got a huge crew that he runs with, and some of them I got several of them now that are on my friends list because we're always playing. So right, but yeah, it's it's a lot of fun to play with uh, with friends instead of going it alone. So. Cool. Um, before we start topics, a uh, couple announcements here. I'll let you do this. I go in, but we have a live show Saturday, February 4th at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, 10 Eastern Standard Time. So that is 10 o'clock my time. You're going to have to go look up if you know if you're in different time zones, what time that is for you. But we're doing it on Saturday, February 4th. Um, so hopefully... Our friends from across the pond and stuff will be able to join us. Yeah, and I know it's I know it's probably the middle of the night, early, early, early in the morning for them, but it's uh there's really no good time for everybody. So that's why we're doing it on a Saturday so that it's their Saturday night, Sunday morning. Hopefully they won't have to get up for work. And hopefully we can get right. some friends from Europe and elsewhere in the world to join in on the uh, call. So if it's a really bad time for you, we really apologize. It's, you know, but we, we had to do it when we could all be around too. So, yeah. Um, we have a thing in the forums about the show, correct? Yes. I posted it up today. There's a link. I created the call. So there is a a link to get you to the call. There's the call in information. If you're going to call in on a cell phone or a home phone, um, you can call in on your home or cell phone and, and talk too. if you want to do it from your computer there's a link and uh, some directions the biggest thing I can say about this is we've done we've used this product before it works really well from a administrative standpoint in other words for like myself who will be controlling the call it, it's great it, it, it records the call for us and and you know we have no control of the recording it's like I start the recording when we're ready but I can mute everybody. I can unmute people so they can talk, and that way we get the best possible call. You know, so if someone jumps in the middle of a call and they got a really bad mic, it's not squealing right in the middle of the show. So, um, and if we unmute them to talk and it squeals, I can immediately mute them. So, you know, don't take offense when you hop in and you can't. No one hears you and you're muted. It has to be that way for the sanity of the show and everybody listening back. Please join the call if you can. Please hop on with with a microphone. Um, now, the biggest thing is with with the site is uh, the software is free. You do have to install their shoe phone program to to use your computer and um, and use your headset to to be in the voice call. Um, there's nothing to install, obviously, if you're calling in. It's it's all free. Um, but get in early, and I would recommend if you're if you're doing this the first time to maybe jump into one of the other phone calls. If you go to their main page, there's all kinds of calls going on. There's all kinds of little podcasts and shows. Just jump into one and test your your stuff and see if it works for you. 
um, don't interrupt and ruin anyone else's show, but I'm saying that gives you a chance to kind of jump in and see if your stuff works. We've had people with, you know, it can be confusing trying to get it to work the first time. We will help you. We'll be on about 10 minutes prior to the start of the show, and we can help initially get some people going. Once we start recording and start the show, we really can't help you because we're recording the show. So, yeah. you know, if you can get on a few minutes early, we'll we'll make sure. But I request jump in on one of those other shows running and make sure your software works. So that's just probably the easiest way. <laughs> Have to get you a new, get you our old or a new image because <laughs> that's like a really old one. Yeah, I saw that today, and I was like, I wonder if I've got the newer one, and then I didn't give it another thought. <laughs> so. Yeah. All right. It still um, works. It's still us. Yep. So, cool. I can't wait. Should be. It'll be it's fun. Be we, fun. We haven't done one since I think episode 129. I think was the yeah, last one. Fifty shows. So. It'll be fifty shows. That's crazy. We're 21 away. We'll hit 200 this year. Wow. That's crazy. Unless we take a break. <laughs> We'll hit 200 this year. (laughs) So, cool. And then uh, we have another announcement. And then, you know, we... um, Oh, what I was going to say, out there in the forums, if you plan on coming, you know, head out there and let us know, maybe in the forums, so we can kind of get a count of how many we're going to have. Um, You know, things like that, you know, because... I don't know. I mean, we'll still record it if it's just one person, but it gives us an idea of maybe what to expect. So, yeah, I know Voodoo helpful. posted he's coming. Yep, Voodoo's coming. So, I think Soul will probably be there. <clears throat> so, all right. What's what's the next one? You got you got a nice one. Everybody's going to listen to this one. All right. Well, I want to first of all, I'm going to give I want to say thank you. We've had two listeners this last week that sent me in a ton of codes to give away. And what we're going to do, because we got so many, I'm going to give out um, one. We're going to give out two codes today, and then I think we'll just alternate, kind of stretch these out each week. Um, There's some pretty cool stuff in here, too, like a full arcade title, which we're not going to give away today. But I'm going to say this. If you want Fruit Ninja Connect, we've got a code for that. but I'm going to dangle that in front of you and just let you know that sometime in the next couple of weeks, we're going to hand it out. Um, Maybe we'll even hand it out in our live show and kind of see who gets it first, huh? That would be funny. (laughs) You know what? I think that's what we should do. If you want the Fruit Ninja Connect code, get into the live show. And, uh, yeah, whoever can type the fastest (laughs) will get it. So we'll get Fruit Ninja Connect out next week. And, um, yeah, pretty much kind of say by the time the show's released, it's going to be gone. <laughs> so And we'll give a couple codes out next week. But um, for this week, uh, I want to say this is from Sergeant Stiffy. This is for a female avatar. So, you know, only use the code if you have a female avatar. This is for a Spec Ops avatar. I'm assuming avatar outfit for a female. And it is K-V-F-Y-4-T-P-H-9-Y-K-3-Q-G-W-P-7-J-P-4-D-1-1. 
D9DYZ. Cool. So that is, uh, thanks, Sergeant Stiffy, for that. And we got another code uh, later on in the show that we're going to give out. So don't go away. All right. Right on. All right. Topics. Uh, well, last well, last week I mentioned the whole Halo 4 beta. You know, the it's not real. Relax, everybody. You got something here. Do you want to... <laughs> Go over with what Microsoft's doing. Um, well, yeah, the the Halo Four beta invites were, you know, fake, and it turns out that Microsoft is actually trying to get control of that domain because the domain still exists, and they're trying to they're going to some national arbitration forum um, in order to get this uh, transferred to their ownership. And chances are it's going to happen because the based on the fact that Microsoft's going to say that this is you know fraudulent site, uh, it's probably going to automatically be switched over to them uh, because right. it's being used for fraudulent reasons. So pretty soon that will probably be under their control. But they uh, you know right now there are no Halo 4 betas. So if you get a, a beta invite or you're going to a, a website, don't go. There's no such official thing, and you're just compromising your data. So stay away, stay far away. If you want to know if there is, um, or, you know, keep up to date on information, then go to 343 Industries' website. You know, go to the official website and, and keep up with uh, on, on, on news directly from the developers. So stay away from those betas for now. <laughs> All right, cool. Um, add something on here on on our site for people that go out there and read it every day. You already know this, but I want to make sure everybody heads out because it's a game I'm kind of excited for um, this year. It's one of my Candy Crusher 2012. No, no, it's Ghost Recon Future Soldier. Uh, Soul Never Assassin 808 posted uh, some gameplay videos uh, out there, so I would recommend go checking them out. Um. And I wanted to talk to you, Mark, to see... You watched them all, right? Did you I watch did. them all, or did you watch some of them? I watched them all. Okay. So what did you think? Um, I actually found them very boring. <laughs> I was kind of... I, and I wasn't impressed. Okay. Um, when you mean impressed, do you mean by, like, graphics-wise, or just gameplay, or...? Both. Okay. You know, because one of, one of my things that... You know, I know we kind of were briefly starting to talk about this prior to the show. I was like, well, let's save it for the show. Is when I was watching the videos, it's very, it's it's Ghost Recon. And, and I was just watching, you know, the third person view and watching them crouch and walk and run. And the first thing that just comes to my mind is Grawl 2. I was just like, it's it's just the way I remember it, you know. And, and I I think it's in a good way. And I know, you know, I, I found it interesting when you're, when you're um, crouched, you're cloaked, which because that was the one thing we were wondering. It's like, how are they going to do all this cloaking? You know, if everybody's cloaked and just running around, what are you going to do? But, you know, I one thing I had to sit back and remember as watching the videos and was that this is future, you know, future soldier. So it's something that, hey, you know, this is what if they really do have something like this in the future? This is something that, 
you know, it's pretty cool to see whatever. But the my thing is, is it's it's Ghost Recon. That's why I'm actually watching the videos. I'm super excited. I, I haven't watched them all yet, so. But for the ones I've seen, I was kind of excited. So why why weren't you uh, 100% stoked about it? <laughs> yeah. Well, my first initial thought was, wow, the graphics don't look that great. I thought they were kind of blocky. Um, but I'm kind of figuring, well, maybe that's just the video. Um, or, you know, and then I did, I did blow it up full screen. So that definitely has an impact on it. Oh, but, yeah. <laughs> you know, even in the smaller window, I was just like, this really, I was thinking this looks like Gra 2, you know, it, I mean, it, it, to me, it really didn't look like, I don't know, it, maybe it was just bad quality video, or maybe it was my internet feed where it just looked kind of blocky and choppy. I, I don't really know. But it, it, my first thought was this really doesn't look like as good as like a Gears or a Halo 4, or I mean Halo Reach or Gears, you know, or Battlefield or Call of Duty. It just, you know, to me, the, the visual graphics looked uh, uh, almost dated in a way. But again, it's, you know, and it, but at this point, even though the game has been pushed back, it still at this point should be close enough to being polished. And, and my initial thought was this really kind of looks a little dated. But um, I'll probably be proved wrong on that when it ships. But uh, my second thought was that as I was watching all these, I really thought they were kind of boring videos. Um, at least the first three or four of them it was like all the same thing where they're out in the woods. And, and, and my thoughts were, wow, could they make this game any easier? Because it looks like there's going to be no challenge to this because if you're standing there, you're not moving, you're cloaked. And... Then he sends up his little UAV and he targets everybody. And so it's like, okay, well, there's four guys. There's four on the, There's four ghosts. Let's let's target the four guys. And each guy takes a shot. So then, of course, you're, you're cloaked. Nobody knows you're there. You put your gun sights on them. And then there's like some other button you hit and that it lines up simultaneously with everybody else. When you shoot, they all shoot. So all four guys drop at the same time. And then you crawl forward to the next group. And it's like wash, rinse, repeat. And that's what this whole video was. They were doing the same thing, moving up, taking a few guys. And then all of a sudden they're like, ooh, there's five guys. So all he did was like do the same thing. So four drop. But then it's like there's because you're dropping all four at once, you're in some slow-mo motion. So then you just move over and take the other guy out. It was like there's like no challenge to this. And and, I, and it really, I found it very boring. Um, so, and, and again, this could have been, I think it will be funner to play as opposed to sitting there watching the video of Watching it. it. Mm -hmm. um, but now the, the later videos were better where they were down in the city and you're, they're making a point of don't shoot the civilians. And, and I actually thought that looked better. Um, the visuals and the graphics did look pretty good uh, in that city level. And, but again, it was like, okay, so you hit this mode and all of a sudden you can see everybody. They all outline in red. Now, now you're not using the UAV, but you've got some ability that highlights everybody behind cover no matter where they're at. So you can spy. So it's almost like why even have all the other people in the way if you're only shooting the guys that are like red stick guys? 
you know, they're all like stick figures mm-hmm. and, and everything else. You just get to ignore it. It's almost like that um, Batman Arkham Asylum detective mode. Right. You know, so it's like you're always looking for the red stick figures. And it's like, well, that kind of takes the challenge of, you know, where is everybody and then blending in. So that that was kind of my initial thought. I'm like, it almost seems like they've made this. They've really taken the challenge out of this game. Um, and again, I, you know, that was just kind of my thoughts. I was just kind of like really kind of felt like, wow, this it didn't pump me up. And when I saw these videos, I was like, oh, yes. Finally, let's see some gameplay. And then I was—I just kind of walked away from it. I was like, wow, that's really didn't look very challenging. Now, I love using the UAV in Gra 2. <laughs> we didn't do a mission without it. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. But there's a difference to having on the map, on your HUD, having a little red diamond. So that you know there's a guy over there, but he's not lit up in front of you red. Right. You know, he's still normal blending in. And now on the new game, it's like, no, the guy you're looking at will be a red stick figure even when he's behind cover. So you know to shoot through the cover and kill the guy that you normally can't see. So I just kind of felt like I don't know if there's going to be much of a challenge to this game. Yeah, a lot, uh, some of the stuff that I'm seeing um, from the game reminds me of the Splinter Cell, like the uh, the detective, like well, not detective mode, but where the looks like the thing shoots out and like kind of shows where everybody's at uh-huh. um, so on and so forth. Like it's in here. And, and then like the, what you're saying about the shooting four people at once, that's kind of like where you're marking and then you would, um, yeah, but yeah, just hit one button so. and it would, yeah, it would shoot, shoot somebody <laughs> and stuff like that. So, I mean, there's some things that are like that, but I'm, I'm watching the videos as well. Like I'm watching the second one now. I thought it was pretty funny. That little UAV like turns into a car. <laughs> But you know, eventually oh, yeah. he comes up to a, he comes up to a building, and there's ten guys, and he just got nailed. So yeah, it, I think I think once you get to play it, you know, it might get a little better. But you know, the Grawl two part, the it reminding like Grawl two is kind of what I like because you know, you know, you and myself both, I I believe you still are a huge Grawl two fan. That's oh, yeah. still like one of my favorites, and I really love it. So I'm excited to get you know, some more of it. So, Oh, and that's what I forgot last week. Um, I thought, remember I was saying, Oh, I got to interrupt real quick. And then I'm like, Oh, never mind. We'll get to it later in the show. We didn't get to it because the comment was made in the thread for last week's episode and, uh, or for the previous episode and not in the forums where I thought it was. So let me quickly go back to episode 176 comments because we talked about playing Gra two and there was a comment in the threads on that. And, well, I don't know. Somebody said something somewhere. It's not there either. Maybe it was a previous show. But they wanted to play some more Gratu. So there was someone in the community that agreed with us. We need to play a Gratu night. And I think we should we should plan it. We should do it. Okay. What are you doing Friday? Um, Gratu. <laughs> okay. I say we do it. I'm okay. for it. Okay, then I'm going to put it in the forums right now that this coming... Oh, yeah, this coming Friday night uh, that we will do Gratu night. Okay. So make sure you have... Um, make sure you have all the DLC. All the, all the DLC, which I think is pretty darn cheap. I mean, it's been out there posted for super cheap. I mean, 
So hopefully you've got them all by now. But um, that's the biggest problem is if you don't, they're getting – that was the one issue with that game is, like, if you didn't have – like, even if you weren't playing the DLC, you couldn't get into the lobby to play the standard if you didn't have what the host had. So you right. always had to have, okay, who doesn't – who's got the base game? Then they had to host. <laughs> so yeah. But um, I will put in right now that we will play um, on Feb- Friday, February 3rd. We will play Gratu. And we won't be playing an hour defend. If we want to do an hour defend, oh. we have to play that ahead of another time. <laughs> so, But cool, that sounds like playing to me. That will be a lot of fun. So we'll do some oh, of the yeah. co-op missions. I mean, that's pretty much, I think, what everybody loved. Um, we'll just play some of the co-op. So we will be playing the co-op missions. All right, it is posted. <laughs> All right, cool. All right. So, so oh, I, I, interrupt, I, that. I interrupted something, didn't I? I we, we were talking about future soldier so no i mean it's it's something that we'll have to wait for the the beta which should be coming out sometime and uh <laughs> and go from there but i'm excited to play it so but we can move on to kind of what our big discussion is going to be and i'm gonna let you lead this one. Okie dokie then um where are we <laughs> the, doing, the next I'm Xbox. Too, I'm doing too many things at once. Okay. <laughs> I posted a story about this uh, on our website this week, and it's called No Use Games on the Next Xbox. And we had, uh, essentially, we had some, several people sound off, and that's what I wanted. And, and I want to, basically what I'm going to do is I'm going to read this story that I posted. And... Bron and I are going to kick back and discuss this as if, I, whether we believe it or not, I, I, I thought it was interesting enough to let's let's look at it as what if, you know, and how, what it would mean for us buying the next Xbox if it would have any influence on it or not. So here's here's the story. Uh, and I'm going to read this right off of our site as I posted it. So we've been talking about rumors of the next Xbox. Uh, sometimes called the Xbox 720, and when it would arrive, what new features it would have, etc. But something we have not even thought about that is now being said of the new console is that people will no longer be able to play used games on the console. I will save my thoughts for our next podcast. So we'll be talking about this. Hey, imagine that. Here we are talking about it. But I want to know what you think. If this turns out to be true, would you would you not buy the next Xbox? Would you still buy the console but cancel Gamefly? Do you think this is even legal? Do you even care? All right, so now here's the story. Now, this came from Kotaku, and uh, and I think we'll have some people mention about, can't believe anything you read on Kotaku, but this this was where the story that I, I took, uh, this, so this is Kotaku's story, as I'm going to read next. But it has been posted on uh, other sites as well. Now, here we go. This is by Stephen Totillo. Uh, Microsoft will upgrade the disc technology for its next Xbox from DVDs to Blu-ray discs, catching up to rival Sony games industry sources tell Kotaku. Sony's PlayStation 3 currently supports Blu-ray, which can contain 25 or 50 gig of data compared to DVDs 9 gig. 
but that disc detail could be far less impactful to the next generation of game consoles than the assertion I've heard from one reliable industry source that Microsoft intends to incorporate some sort of anti-used game system as part of their so-called Xbox 720. It's not clear if that means the system would, wouldn't play used games or how such a setup would work. Obvious approaches, I'm theorizing here, the linking of copy of a game to a specific Xbox Live account could seemingly be foiled by used game owners who would keep their system offline. My source wasn't sure how Microsoft intended to implement any anti-used game system in the new machine. A push in any way by Microsoft against used games would likely be cheered from publishers sick of seeing retailers like GameStop crow about their revenues from the sale of used games. But it could potentially anger consumers who rely on buying cheaply sold used games or even past games to relatives or friends. One source familiar with Microsoft's plans for the new Xbox said Microsoft plans to ship their new Xbox with a new version of its Red Hot Connect hands-free sensor system. The new Kinect would contain an onboard processor, a feature originally intended for the first Kinect. The processor would enable a new Kinect to more effectively detect users' motions. I'm also hearing that Microsoft is interested in making a smaller controller for its new console. Boo. That, 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 my, that boo was, my, <laughs> was me. All right. And one of gaming site IGN's report that the machine could be six times more powerful than the Xbox 360. From some industry sources, I'm hearing that the right that's the right ballpark and that Microsoft is estimating they might um, even get to eight times the Xbox 360. But another insider clarified that no one in the industry has, developed, has development kits yet and that any talk about specs right now is still hypothetical. And here was an update. Uh, a Microsoft rep emailed me, that's emailing Kotaku, the following statement. As an innovator, we're always thinking about what is next and how we can push the boundaries of technology like we did with Connect. We believe the key to extending, extending the lifespan of a console is not just about the console hardware, but about the games and entertainment experiences being delivered to consumers. Beyond that, we don't comment on rumors or speculation. The Xbox 720 is being used as shorthand by reporters like, like Kotaku to refer to the next Xbox. It's not necessarily the name of the next device. Tech sites Semi-Accurate and Fudzilla have reported that the first chips for, of 4720 development kits are going into production, leading to a possible late 2013 release, despite earlier reportings which had pointed to 2014 as the year of the next Xbox and PlayStation. And of course, the Wii U will go on sale later this year. So that, that ends the article. So, Bron, let's, uh, let's discuss some of these. And then when we're done, we'll go through and read all the. Well, we can take turns reading these comments. Okay. But okay. let's start. Ooh, I think you Robotron. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah, you one, did. One, one second, one second. So I made a boo sound regarding making a smaller controller, and I really hope that they do not do that because I do not like the PlayStation. I don't like the PlayStation 3 controller. I did not like the PlayStation 2 controller. Um, I did not like the original Xbox controller because it was too big. I think the 360 controller is perfect. And I've heard that from so many people. I've even heard it from you know industry, people who are in this industry that kind of are more of a PlayStation person have stated that they like the 360 controller. 
it seems to be a universal acceptance that it's like the best controller ever for any console. Why would you want to mess that up? Right. And I agree with that. I mean, it depends what they mean by smaller. I mean, if you're talking like fractions smaller, same shape, same form, just a fraction smaller, I guess, okay, it might be all right. But I think it feels so good right now that I I just I just like it. So I guess we'd have to see it to know what it is. But I would also boo that right off the bat. <laughs> Hey. Or, at, or as of right now. All right. So what do you think of New Connect with essentially what we have, but with an onboard processor, which they took out originally from the original Connect to make it a little cheaper? I think that's going to happen. I agree, because the parts they put in the Connect now, by the time they put out the next Xbox, those pieces will be cheaper. They can afford to put in the, the onboard processor back in, improve upon the technology overall, not drive the cost up. Right. So I think that's a no-brainer. Yep. Um, let's go to Blu-ray. Um, you think we're going to see Blu-ray in there? Nope, not going to happen. Why not? Uh, because Blu-ray would be giving money to Sony. And I think that the next Xbox will concentrate more on digital distribution than it will be worrying about uh, putting larger games or, you know, games on Blu-ray. Well, do you think, but, okay, not even thinking about taking the games out, though. Okay. Because I can agree with you on that part, because now we've seen Microsoft's cloud. It's mm -hmm. now part of our dashboard, and we can put game saves and stuff. And you look at technologies like OnLive, and there's other there's other gaming sites or companies out there that are kind of doing what OnLive does. And I could see like Microsoft buying OnLive and saying, we're going to stream so you can buy digitally. But you don't, you know, because if, if you do digital, right now you're limited by the hard drive. Okay. Right. And they're they're known not to put out very large hard drives. Even as long as this thing's been out, what's the biggest hard drive now? 250 gig? Uh, 320. Oh, there's a three ooh, there's a three twenty. You know, yeah. it's still with your pushing digital download of games, and I mean these games are getting big and I mean, even our demos are over a gig now. Yeah, that it had to be at least a two, a two terabyte, but and that's if they don't open up the cloud to be to store right like your games as well. Well, and I think if they if they they've got the cloud kind of implemented now mm -hmm. with your with your game saves and your avatar or your uh, gamer tag, so that's the first step. And and I think the next logical is you can buy a game. But it, stay, it stays in the cloud, so you, you don't really have anything physical. You don't have to download it. It can stream as you play it. Uh, something to that to that effect. I think that in, by the time the next one comes out, they could have that perfected. However, as I just read, and I'm going to quote this again, um, we believe the key to extending the lifespan of a console is not just about the console hardware but about the games and entertainment experiences being delivered to consumers. What have we seen with the 360 
in the last year. Lots and lots of TV, movies, that type of entertainment being pushed out. If you want to be the central hub of the home entertainment center, how can you not have Blu-ray in the next Xbox? I don't care if it does pay if Sony makes money off of it, but I believe that they will not because I read an article and unfortunately I don't think I have it linked. Um, let me double check. Was it like a time? Was it like a time? It was yeah, exclusive type thing. Um, let me and let me double check. But I believe that I read somewhere that it was consortium or whatever mm-hmm. it, you know that was initially there it's it's sony i don't think will get the money now oh gotcha um and i'm not sure how it works but there was there was something that by time this came out that 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 whole thing that the reason it's not there would be passed and that they could put it in now mm. um but i i cannot find that link um i guess i linked the wrong things um in our in our notes here, but I remember reading something about that um, that they could they could safely do it, I guess, without really sending Sony a bunch of money. I mean, if that's the case, I could see it happening. But you know, my my big thing is is you know with the digit they're gonna I think still concentrate on digital and you know any I th- I don't know if it was a couple shows ago where I was thinking like you know what would make more sense. For those is you know to do something like an on live, but you know you own your game, it's digital, and that as you're playing the game, it streams down from the from the cloud onto your hard drive. So it's more of you know you're using the part that you're playing or something like that. So I don't know. They could do a bunch of stuff. It's who knows what they're gonna attempt to do. So, but I. I that one was just kind of a rough call to say yes or no. But, I mean, if it's something that they could do for free or or it's not going to be benefiting the competition, then I would say sure. Yeah, and I think you – you know, Blu-ray is the – it's replacing DVD. Blu-ray is – you know, anytime you go into a – you know, to a Best Buy, if you will, or – I mean, Blu-rays are everywhere now, and, and they're – you know, the DVD is going to go the way of the VHS tapes where they, you know, one day you walk in and it's like, where's all the DVD? Oh, they're only, we're only Blu-ray now. I mean, it's just the way it's going to happen, you know. And so I think they really kind of have to. I, I think that Microsoft would really shoot itself in the foot if you didn't have, if they just stuck another DVD player in there. Because right. it's like, how old is that technology? You want me to buy something brand new and you can't even give me a Blu-ray player, which is now what, four or five, no, probably what, five years old? Yeah. You know, so it's like, this is the standard now. So I think you really have to have it in there, and I think we will see it. Cool. Um, okay, so that leads us back to the last one. And this was the biggie, in my opinion. <laughs> now, again, first of all, what do you think? Do you think the fact that there's going to be some way for them to use an anti-used game technology that you can't play used games in your Xbox. Do you think that is a possibility in the next Xbox? Um, 
Do I believe it's something? Is it? I believe it's possible. Um. Sure. I'm gonna say that I think something in the like like that will be in there. So what I'm thinking more of, think more of. I don't want to say PC technology. Um, I don't want to say installs, but we already have a single-use code um, now for an online pass. I think that's just going to be to do anything in the game. It's going to be, you know, a single-use code. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't buy, you know, that doesn't mean that they can't discount those codes like they do online passes today. You know, you go, you buy the disc media for, you know, $30, and then, you know, you got to go pay another $20 or another $30 to the developer now to get another single-use code. So now you're paying 60 bucks. But um, I think that they're going to try to do – I think publishers, obviously, not Xbox. I mean, Xbox is a – Microsoft is a publisher. But uh, I think the publishers want – and developers want this more than, you know, what Microsoft as far as a hardware company wants. Um yeah, I don't. I don't see this. I don't think they're gonna do it. See, I'm gonna be the opposite with you on this one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My thought is that Microsoft Publishing does not publish enough titles to really make an impact. They're not an EA. They're not an Activision. They're not a Ubisoft. You know, um, they write for one platform. Or, uh, well, I guess not one platform. You've got Windows Phone 7 as well, but the 360 and Windows Phone 7 and and Windows. But it's not like it's not they don't do games for the PlayStation, they don't do games for the Wii. They've got a, you know, so they're not a mass market in the console arena like a Ubisoft and EA. So I don't think they're as impacted as everybody else is. I also think that if they were the only console to, to, to limit this, that it would hurt them on the consumer side. The The only way it would help them is if publishers came out and said to Sony and, and Nintendo, hey, Microsoft's put in an anti-use game pol- uh, uh, technology. If you don't do the same on yours, we won't be publishing games on your platform anymore. Then that means all games are only going to Microsoft's way. Then people are going to be forced to buy your console. Right. But if you're the only one blocking used games, people are going to be like, well, forget it. I'll buy a PlayStation or, or, a, or a Nintendo. And you, know, you know what I'm saying? It, it, so Microsoft's not going to cut themselves out of the market just because some publisher doesn't want people to have play used games. Yeah, there, there's one thing that that I that has to, you know, in my mind has to go along with this whole we're going to get rid of used game sales which is the games are going to have to be cheaper um you know even if it's 10 20 dollars cheaper it's going to have to be cheaper and and it kind of, I mean that may come to the digital distribution type thing i mean a lot of people buy things on steam they don't mind you know they know that they're not going to be able to sell those games back or do anything like that they they want a game they get on steam it's you know sometimes they get it at a cheaper cost or whatever but 
I think the games are just going to plain have to be cheaper. If if somebody, if a publisher wants people to buy their game and not be able to sell it back or anything like that, then they have to make it worth something to them. Um, making games $60 and saying you can't sell it back. Now, yeah, okay, that seems a little a rough because I can do that today. But if they say, hey, this brand new game's $30, but you're not going to be able to sell it back, then fine. Because selling it back, you're only going to get two three dollars out of it anyways because you know the the places that are buying used games you know they're trying to make money off make money off of this so i don't know i i think it's just something that's going to be coming down the in the future anyways um well it, it just depends how it impacts you like like i don't sell games back so that's kind and i don't buy used games really so that's the thing that kind of gets gets me the the one thing that i it bothers me the most out of is where how's it going to hit the renting you know renting a game or you know like i feel this now with, with the whole single use code is you know i have madden 12 in my household one of my kids has it but i can't play the game unless i spend another ten dollars well you know what i didn't buy that game used i bought that game brand new I bought it and gift, you know, as a gift to my son, but you know, I can't play it. So this whole code thing, where they're trying to combat used game sales, well, guess what? I didn't buy this game used, so why do I feel punished for it? And I guess that's where they're like, well, you know, you get a couple days to use it without this or that, or maybe that's how the renting's going to work. Well, see, that's yeah. I think that, and that's another thing. I think if they go down that road, it's going to create so many problems for everybody that it, it's just it's going to be more of a PR nightmare, if you ask me. Um, the only way I can see them really doing this in, in an anti-use game is to do what you said, where the platform is strictly download. Everything's downloadable, or you're playing it in the cloud, so that you don't purchase retail discs. Then there is nothing to rent. Mm -hmm. You know, (laughs) I mean, and and then, but that's the same thing. I mean, if you go digital only, then that completely cuts out the rental market. Yeah, Uh, it's gonna. (laughs) That's the thing is, if you foresee, you know, look into the future, it's almost like digital distribution is the way it's going to end up. So all these little measures and things that they're doing now is basically, well, how do we get the most money we can get now until that point comes? You know, we, we're in the middle between disk and digital. Right. So it's just people trying to grab as much money as they can between these two points. But the end, the end result always looks like it's going to be digital distribution. And like you know, and that's where I was coming out, coming out and saying, well, digital distribution to us should mean cheaper games because of all the. Uh, but I, you know, but here here's the thing: is we say that it won't, but it honestly should, and that's where it's going to boil down to you got to you know pay with your dollar. If, if something, if there's this game now that's out in the digital world and it's $60 just like disc you know what you don't buy the digital copy go buy the disc and then when they say well why didn't you buy the digital copy like I'm not paying that should be cheaper you know you're right it should be it should be cheaper well I don't see why it shouldn't be because what is wrapped up into a, a 
and to the cost of a game. Well, you have, you know, boxing it, pressing it, um, shipping it, uh, uh, this. And I mean, there's all these things that go out to that, that six, it's wrapped up in that $60. Well, guess what? That's not there anymore. So I understand that you want to make more money, but I'm not saying make the games $10 a piece. There, there isn't any reason, or, you know, if they're used to getting, say they make $30 out of a $60 pressed game right now, and they make it digital only, and they sell it for $40, and they get all full, for all full, the whole amount, that means they're actually making $10 more than what they did before it was digital. Now, if they want to go and try to make $30 more than what it was before they're digital, that's them just being greedy. I mean, they can't. They don't have to worry about used game sales at that point either, so they're going to be racking in a lot more money, and that's why the game should be cheaper. But you know, we're just in this middle middle world right now where everybody needs to do. They're trying to do something to get as much money as they can. Now, the other thing I can say is, what is it? THQ just laid off more people. Yeah. Um. To think that used game sales aren't impacting the gaming industry in a negative way it is kind of hard to say. Like, you can see that I, I know THQ may not have made any blockbuster games, which could be one of the reasons why they're struggling. But think of all the times where Homefront, for instance, I think THQ made Homefront, right? Yes. Okay, so. You go and you buy Homefront. Somebody purchases Homefront. You know they didn't really like it, so they sent it and it gets on the used shelf. Well, another person comes along and says, "Ah, you know, I heard this game wasn't that good. You know, let me get it to u- the used game or something like that." You know, that's that's money that's getting taken away from THQ. Um, where if the used games weren't away, maybe maybe they would actually get to recoup but, some of that money. But I, I just but how yeah, is like, that any different from? You know what? I want to go buy a new. I want to get a different car, so I'm going to go over to Billy Bob's used car lot and buy a used car. Oh, I pick up a Ford F-150. Guess what? Ford doesn't make any money off of me for me purchasing their used car, and no one is complaining about the auto workers being out of business because of used car sales. No one is complaining about. Home builders being out of business because people buy pre-existing homes. Well, the, the no one's, one's complaining the one... about. Well, the the I would say the music industry complains because they complain about everything. But you know, and they're going. They've gone the way of pretty much digital. So there, there's almost no media in the music world. But you know, it, it's only game developers, the only people complaining that they're being hurt by people reselling products that they outright legally own. Well, let me let me ask a question though. It's like when does Ford make their money on a vehicle? And when does a developer make their money on a game? Does a developer so you know, cuz this this is something I don't know. So I'm asking just as a general question. You know, when the cars roll off the lot in the Ford plant and they roll out to dealerships, don't they get their money then? And then it's on the dealership to recoup the money? No, I don't believe so. Okay. Because I, I was well, 
my understanding is again, and, and if anybody out there works for a car dealer, you can always yeah, call us in and let us know for sure. My yeah, understanding so. is that they 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 do order the cars, the dealership does, and they are on the hook for those. Mm-hmm. And but there's incentives from the dealer or the from the car manufacturer the faster they get them sold. Right. So I think your car, your individual dealership can make more money if they, you know, the faster they sell that car. Mm-hmm. But and I'm, and I'm, little... they... I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, no, go ahead. Go ahead and finish. No, so I, I, I honestly don't know if, if say, Ford, when, okay, so if I place an order, give me, a, give me 50 Ford trucks, right. and they deliver them. Did I have to pay for them before they arrive, or do I... Do I pay for them back to Ford when I've sold them? I'm almost positive, and I would guess that you got to pay for those trucks up front, right? Because Ford's not selling them; it's some dealership who has a, um, you know, the the right or uh, almost like a franchise to sell those vehicles, you know. But I honestly don't know 100%. But I do know when a game ships to a store the store has paid for all those copies okay so even so, when gamestop sells a brand new title for 10 bucks wrapped they paid a lot more of their money it. developers didn't lose anything because okay. they got their 60 dollars for that now here's or, my here's well that makes that makes sense now here's my next question and i'm not saying this can't happen but let's think of it as in like a large scale let's put it that way how many times does somebody purchase the 2012 Ford F-150 and then go turn it into a used car lot two weeks later and then Ford not, you know, not see that money versus, you know, so. Ooh, okay. The, well, I got, no, you I, know, I got the you, answer for you. You know what I'm, you know what I'm asking though? It's like, okay, so during the prime time selling of a Ford F-150, the 2012 model. Which would be a year. Which would be one year. Which would be would be I'm one just year saying, for I'm, every I'm, year I'm, model, right? Uh, sure, sure. Prime, so the prime within, time for a 2012 would be in the year, the year, basically a year's window before the 2013 sure. came out. So how many within that year? A, a tremendous amount. You want to know why? Leases. I Hertz, Avis, budget, um, a thrifty dollar. <laughs> Right. You, get, you get what I'm saying? You know what those are? <laughs> car rental Wait, places, Alamo, yeah, but... Enterprise. Those, all those rental car companies purchase these vehicles. They put a few thousand miles on them, and then they resell them. And none of that money goes back to the Ford company. So I can go in and buy, like if you go to, say, like a CarMax, a lot of those cars are rentals. So, and, and CarMax makes all the money. You know, the dealership does, not the, the company. And that's within the same. You can go buy the same year model. Oh, it's brand new. It's only got 10,000 miles on it. Uh, rental cars, when have you ever bought a rental car that had really more than 10,000 miles on it? Almost every time I get in a rental, it's a couple hundred, maybe 2,000 miles on it. Yeah. I mean, it, <laughs> they get I, the I, I, understand, I understand that, but my then my whole thing is we must be missing something because if developers get their money for every game they press, then what's the problem? The people that, because their problem is, well, 
Brun bought a game that we, he paid $60 for a pressed disc. Mm-hmm. Run didn't like it or got bored with it. So he either gave it to Mark or sold it to Mark. Mm-hmm. Mark and got now Mark has that disc. That right there in their eyes is $60 lost. That I they expect everybody that plays their game to pay full price. Well, that's the thing is different. It's their it's the their, their frame of mind. Well, my my question is though is it doesn't matter that it doesn't matter that you didn't pay the sixty dollars for it because if you got it from me or you got it from Best Buy, it doesn't matter. They got their money for no, for every no for every pressed game that they put out, even the ones right. that are sitting at Best Buy. Oh, they've gotten their money for. They're not complaining about that. They're complaining about because if I bought it off of you, that took away me buying one in a store. But, well, that's what I'm saying is the store has already paid for those discs. They already got their money from the store. But if, if more people are buying used, less yeah. less people buy new, which means the store doesn't have to buy more quantities of okay. brand new ones. So it lowers sales of new copies mm-hmm. okay but they're the only ones you don't hear ford complaining or any car dealer complaining about we could have more new car sales if we got rid of and made it illegal for people to resell their old cars but that's the the one thing with with doing with cars though is i think it's almost it, for some reason uh, i i get stuck in this big difference between cars and games because with cars is ford will cr- every court for, one Ford puts out of the factory gets sold somewhere there and they're getting their money for it. And after that point, they just don't care because they're like, well, we're not going to make any more. We already made our 250,000 we're making this year. Now we're going to make the 250,000 for the next, for the next year where gamer or with gaming publishing companies, they're like, okay, we've pressed a hundred thousand. We've got a hundred thousand. Now let's wait until we have to press another hundred thousand. And then when that other hundred thousand doesn't come along, because of used game sales, that's where the problem is, right? Is I I, I don't think up, I don't think I don't think the car dealers necessarily work that way. Okay, um, that's, that's what I mean. I don't know, but I don't I mean, know either. I mean, I, I don't. Work. Yeah, obviously there's a big. We're missing something somewhere because they're saying they're not getting their money. But we can look at it for okay. So let's take cars out. And let's not include houses. But by my point is, you can look at every single industry. Mm-hmm. And nobody complains about you resell. I could resell my toaster to you. And do you think the manufacturer my toaster cares? No. It I it doesn't matter. It's my property. I can put it in a garage sale. I can sell everything in my house. Nobody will complain except for the the publishers and developers of the video games that would be sitting in my garage sale. And that's where that's where I'm wondering if like if the stuff is, if we're just missing something, there, there's, there has to be something different that the gaming industry is doing to dish out their money to who it belongs to, versus everybody else in the world. Then, because they're the only ones complaining about it, you know what they're I mean? Just greedy, or, or I mean, and that's all it is. Uh, I, 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 you can't. I just can't fathom any other reason than it's just pure greed. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, I want to make sure, like, I'm not sticking up for them. I'm kind of playing the other side of the devil's advocate here to oh no that's fine to, you know to keep going because <laughs> you know and it all boils back to this discussion of of this thing do we do we think the next xbox is going to do something like this and i can't see why they are not going to try 
Now, you know, it comes down to if they do this, Mark, are you not going to buy the next console? I I as, now, really now don't as, know. I really don't know. As a person who buys, you buy your games when they come out. Now, I don't know how many you sell back. I know you do sell back games. I, I've sold a bunch. I've stopped doing it. Uh, but I've bought a lot of I've bought a lot of used games because I can't afford to buy you know I spend way too much money on new ones as it is I can't afford right. to buy everything I want at full sixty dollar price and I honestly believe when the next consoles come out I believe we're going to see a raise in prices. Oof, that would not. I be think I think you'll see games go to seventy bucks. Um, now that's my own personal thought. We've seen when. I, haven't we seen the $60 price tag since the original Xbox? Or were those 50 Those are 50 I think it went so up they, they went up with this one. They went up 10 bucks with this one. And think about it. The, the console's been out. By the time we get the next console, we're looking close to 10 years. They, they're going to bump it. They're going to bump it another 10 bucks, man. Well, that's, that's where it comes down to, you know, if the digital part... Or if the digital comes in, is it going to get, you know, they're not going to digital, digital distribution a game and, and make it $70. Because then people are going to be like, um, what in the world are you talking about? <laughs> no, I think you're wrong because, in fact, it was funny because I was just talking to, I think, Mud, yeah, it was Mudtastic the other night. And I was like, oh, look at this game on demand. And I, I can't remember which game it was, but I made a comment that, oh, this game is on demand. And he was saying, "Oh yeah, I should check that out. It's it's one that he's been kind of thinking about getting. Fifty dollars for the game. Uh, I'm looking now to see if I can. I'm looking through the Xbox.com to see if I can find which one it was. And he's like, fifty bucks. I was like, dude, you could buy this in the store, brand new, for thirty dollars. Yeah. You know, the digital well, that, download is is fifty bucks for well, a game that you can get half the price in the store, brand new." Well, my or X to the Xbox or the marketplace has done that since it's been out. No prices like they do their little discounts or whatever here and there, but they do not treat any of those titles that are on that uh, platform as anything that happens in like the you know in a store or whatever. Because most of the times those games drop in price so people can get them out of their store. They're trying to recoup some of their money. Right. Where on the digital world, it's just like, well, you don't download it. You don't download it. Who cares? You know, but that's where publishers are going to have to come in and say, hey, you know, you need to drop the price of our game because we have to push out another 100,000 units. We don't care if we get 20 bucks a unit. You know, it's all it's all it. it it's going to have to the whole process is going to have to change. And the people that are going to stick to the old process and not change with it. They're eventually going to fail, and and that's my opinion, of course. But I have never seen a company or anything that says, "Oh, I can see that Blu-ray players are a hundred dollars now." But you know what? Ours is—we're still going to keep ours at four hundred dollars. It's just that company is just not going to go anywhere. That you have to change with with the way things are going. And and personally, I would say, you know, on the budget that I'm on. You know, looking at this year's worth of games that I want to buy and that I'm not going to be able to buy just because it's just not the right thing to do, spend money on a game when I can use it somewhere else. 
is I can't see a console coming out and saying, here's the brand new console. By the way, every piece of software you're going to have is going to be $70 now. Even though you're having trouble getting some at $60, now you're going to have to pitch in another $10. It's going to be I, – I just don't know if that makes sense to me. Uh, I'll just stick and play my – you know, 360 games and keep buying those. I mean, there's thousands of them, those that I haven't beaten or played yet. So the, the game was 007 Bloodstone brand new 1825 on Amazon through the games on demand, 49 99. Yeah. Who's going to buy that? It's more than double the price. Yeah. I mean, they can, they can throw out the convenience part, but you can't, you can't throw out convenience when you put the word Amazon behind it. So, oh no, I'm Amazon Prime. I I get free shipping, two day shipping. I get it for eighteen dollars. You know. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, th- I mean, they're eventually going to have to change it. Like I said, this little weekly discount thing here or there. It just, I mean, it's helpful. I I know it's probably they probably seen spike in sales in games when they do that. But they're going to eventually have to do that with everything, you know. So. But, but back, but back to your question: yeah. If would I buy the next console if it didn't allow me to play used games? Mm-hmm. I really don't know because the the concern I have, and this came up just recently with the Modern Warfare Three map pack or the two maps that came out. Mm-hmm. There's a problem because you have to be an elite premium member to get the maps, right? You have to pay for that. So guess what? That means the um, it, you can only play them. I think it, what was the story on that? I mean, there was an issue where you couldn't, like, someone else in your house couldn't play those maps unless they're right. like logged in with your gamer tag. Exactly. And I know that Activision's working on that, but that's the type of thing that if you get to a digital download and and you say, well, we're going to tag it to your gamer tag, well then. You can't probably you probably can't play the game at a friend's house. You can't play it. Um, uh, other people in your house can't play it um, because it, yeah. Here we go. Um, Call of Duty Elite users learned the new Modern Warfare 3 DLC was locked to a single profile, despite the terms allowing multiple users on the same console. Um, so and they're working on that, but mm-hmm. that's what you can run into is that if you're locked to uh, just like you have with your football game, you, you we sell you the game only to one person, so it has to be registered to a gamer tag. So if I buy something as the adult in the house and one of my kids wants to play, they can't play the game because right. I wanted to play it too. So take Skylanders for a matter of fact. Well, now my kids can't play it up on their gamer tag and get the achievements because it's registered to me. I'm the only one allowed to use it. So now it's it's not renting for your console. It's renting to an individual. And if others in your house want to play it, they have to pay additional money to play the game that you already own in your house. And that's the problem that I have. It's like you're going to nickel and dime me for everything. And what's going to happen? I'm going to have one or two games for your console, and that's it. It's just right. like my, my PS3. I have three games. Uncharted 1, 2, and 3. That's it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's one of the, the main arguments I heard when people were talking this in other podcasts. Is they're like, you know, X or Microsoft wants this to be the family console. That's what they're targeting. Family console, family console, family console. Well, doing this here makes it a one-person console. Right. So it's kind of it's the same argument you just had. I mean, I, I really don't know what they're going to do. 
Um, I think they're going to try something more aggressive than what the online pass is doing. Um, and obviously the online pass is working, but yet, like, like you said, it's failing to me because now I'm stuck. Not, you know, I'm not paying 10 bucks to play, a, a, you know, football game. I can play the game. I just can't play online. I can't download, download online rosters. I cannot update the roster of a football team without paying $10. <laughs> and that, they, that there, like maybe they just need to rethink about the stuff that they want to limit people from doing with the online pass. And that would help. But yeah, no, I'm sorry. You can't download the rosters because you need to pay $10 to do that. No, bull crap. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, but, but I, I mean, I, if, they, if, if it would, if it would be something more, you know, where I would, if they thought of a better process completely that would get rid of used game sales or whatever that they want to try to do, but yet they fixed all these problems, you know, being able to put multiple people on your console, you know, may, maybe, you know, you assign, you can assign five gamer tags or, you know, five gamer tags to your console and everybody on that console can play that game as long as it's from your console, you know, similar to a PC, you know, you, you have the install code or, you know, the CD key installed on your PC. Multiple people, can, multiple people can play it. If they did something like that and got rid of the online pass, then that's actually more beneficial than hurting. But Unless we'll have you to got see. six I mean, or seven people in your household. See, where well, did, yeah, where I, did you put I, the limit at? See that I think they're they're just trying to be too controlling where it's you know you can't you can't meet every situation right. and every everybody's household's different. You may right. have a lot of people with one person gaming, you may have some with six or seven people gaming, you know. There are some very large households out there. Um like it all it, just comes to, like I said, it's just we're in that middle we're in that middle time. They're, I bought just the product I should to be able something. to play it. Right. That, that that's my opinion. And I think for me if they're going to limit, and because not only used games, so think about it, that means you can't go and buy a used game from GameStop or Best Buy or Walmart or Amazon or eBay, or you also can't borrow a game from your friend. You also can't rent them from Gamefly. You can't rent them from Blockbuster. You, yeah, they're going the to have to figure out. The only way to play would be to spend the full amount of money to buy brand new, and then you are stuck with it. If you don't like the game, there's nothing you can do with it. Too bad. Yeah. You you can't try out a friend's game unless you're going to go to their house and play it on their console under their gamer tag. You know, maybe you can play it that way. But if they're going to do that, then there would need to be something really, really good on this console that I would just die to not have. To make right. up for it, and and I really think that you know what, I'll probably just stay with the 360, and maybe I'll get a PS4 or something, you know. If and and I don't believe Microsoft will do this unless Sony does it. Yeah. Well, before we read these comments, because we haven't went through the comments yet. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, now I lost what I was going to say. Darn. Maybe maybe I'll think about it. I'll, I'll think well, of it. Here I do second. think that it, Microsoft will not go down this path unless Sony does because you can't put a console can't come out there. Microsoft can't go and say, okay, we're the no rental games, no used game console, and the other guys are going, you can do whatever you want over on us because everybody's going to go back and the, the Xbox will cease to exist. I, I honestly believe that you will lose massive amounts of sales because 
obviously Gamefly is they are making a living and a success off of rental games. That's all they rent is games, and they're making money doing it. Gamefly is alive and well because of the used game market. You know, um, it's you're gonna kill off a lot more. So you've got to Microsoft's not stupid. If they're gonna do this, you're gonna see it in every, you're gonna see it in other consoles, plain and simple. Um, but so, what about you, Braun? I put and I put the question to you: Will you buy? Will this change your thought? Uh, would you buy the the next Xbox if you can't rent or play or buy used games? Uh, buying used games doesn't matter. I don't do that now. Um, they're gonna have to find something for rentals. I mean, um, but. It, it all depends because you threw out a couple more things like, you know, if the cost of games go up or this or that. If the cost of games go up and you can't rent, then no, I won't be buying the console because it just it does not make any sense whatsoever to to do that. And, you know, a lot of the times I rent games just to see if I want to play them or to buy them because, you know, they may not have a demo out or this or that or it doesn't have the name Halo in front of it, or <laughs> Call of Duty, or Battlefield. I mean, those are guarantees to me. Right. But but if they don't have that, and it's just like, oh, here's a brand new IP. Okay, well, you better let me try it out, because I'm not going to drop you know, $70 on a new IP. So, But as far as selling back and stuff, I, I just I don't do that now. They, they really hate me, because what I do is I give them to people. Because <laughs> if I can go to GameStop and they're going to give me five bucks for it, I just give it to my friend and say, hey, have you played an NHL game before? No, I haven't. Okay, here. That's what I do. <laughs> so, but, yeah. All right. We got some comments to read through. Yeah, let's do that. Um, why don't you go ahead and let you get the first one. That way you end up with a nice long one. That's what I was going to say to you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Conboy says, to throw some cold water on the 6X more powerful than 360, some sites are reporting the 720 will only be 20% more powerful than the Wii U. This is surprising since the initial talk was that the Wii U would be powerful as the 360 or PS3 slightly or slightly more powerful. So, you know, when it comes to this 6X and stuff like that, you're talking stuff that isn't going to matter to a non-tech head, if you ask me. You know, oh, the GPU is this, or this is this. And I think that 6X is supposed to be just the GPU anyway, so they're talking about the graphics card, you know, the uh, graphics in it. But I think it's the graphics and the processor are all going to be combined next time. Okay. So, so yeah, I mean, there it, should be more, it should be more powerful, but what's it going to do other than maybe make the menus come up faster? You know, maybe you'll see less you know, quicker load times or something like that, but really, meh. Well, there was an article, and I'm looking for it. It was linked, actually, in my story, but um, that the next chips are going to be, they even they already supposedly know which card they're based on. I'm trying to look for that. You know what? It'd be faster it's if like I a, click them. It's like a radio on some. Well, while you're doing that, I'll oh, read here it is. The, <laughs> um, the next-gen Xbox GPU will derive from 2011's AMD 6000 series, similar to the Radeon HD 66.7, which supports DirectX 11, 1080p, HD, multi-display output, and 3D. So, yeah. that's supposedly what the next 
is going to be. Now with these specs, then and that's where the six times came from. With those specs, the next Xbox will have six times processing power of the original of the Xbox 360, and is expected to support performance 20% greater than Nintendo's Wii U, which is using the R770, a chip that is comparatively stronger than the GPUs of both the 360 and the PS3. Yeah. So. And six X's is that much when you're thinking about a console that's going to be seven, eight years old. <laughs> right. So, well, I guess they did some hardware refreshes, but all right. Matt is next. Okay, he says, I like that it will be more powerful, but if there is something preventing me from playing used games, then I will be done with the system. There you go. Uh, SMN91, which I think Wing might have to take half of this for me because I'll probably screw up a thousand times. First off, the head of Microsoft's Xbox division had said numerous times that they do not have any plans to replace the 360 until 2015. That's, yeah, that it's going to be next year. However, despite this, I could see them releasing new console holiday season 2013 and continuing major support for the 360 until 2015. Um, you know, before I read on, I think they're going to do that this year. I mean, when they went to the 360, they ditched the Xbox. I think they will have a couple years of the 360 um, before the next one. Yep. Uh, as far as support, which yep. I think smart and is, a, you know, that's great. It's nice to me to think a couple more years. But uh, he said the same for the Connect, which also numerous tech developers and Microsoft tech people have said the Connect is about perfect. Uh, they also say only problem with it is the software, not hardware. Secondly, why would Microsoft care about used games? A big bulk of their income comes from a XBLA memberships, uh, B, XBLA and X, or XBL and XBLA purchases. C, advertising rights. I am sure they make a bit off of disc-based game sales, but they must only make 20, maybe 20% of the best of a new game. Uh, I could see the publisher doing Activision uh, activation codes like PC games have, but I highly doubt Microsoft will implement a kind of anti-use game policy. Uh, let's not forget that Kotaku is kind of out of the loop on tech news and really is more of a speculation cultural site than really gaming. Uh, that being said, I agree with the Blu-ray thing, the consortium, consortium, yeah, which originally owned the rights to Blu-ray technology, of which Sony was the controlling party, loses exclusive right this year, which means that more companies can pursue Blu-ray tech the DVD hey. format. Yep, that's what he you're backs, saying. That's he good backs news. me up. <laughs> yep. Thank you. The DVD format has been uh, only really hold on the use of the 360's power, and I will be excited to see this tech come to the Xbox. Another thing, even though I'm just being a uh, beating a dead horse, <laughs> um, he didn't put that in there. Uh, but a lot of publishers do not care about used game sales. EA started this whole mess. But we all know that EA is a the great <laughs> great Satan of video game world. So now, since they got uh, away with it, other publishers are jumping on the bandwagon. That is, it is that simple. Um, and even though I hate EA, I'm just uh, as guilty as everyone else for buying their games. But hey, who could blame us? They make great games. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna interrupt you right there. Okay, okay. Because this is a big pet peeve of mine, and I think we've done it on this show. EA does not make games. <laughs> they publish games. 
Okay. <laughs> they publish games. Yeah, I don't think they have any first. Well, I think was it Tiburon well, Studios? Well, Tiburon. I mean, that's that's owned by EA, so technically, I guess they would make games. Okay. Yeah, I, as I started to say it, I was like, well, there is the the sports titles are are all actually owned by EA, so I guess you could say yeah. that you make games. So yeah, never mind. But but, but they're but, a publisher. The is, <laughs> but the funny thing is, is all the games, the great games recently that are published by EA are not made by EA. Right. Most most like EA Bioware. games are not made by them. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 True. Okay. You know, in the sports games, those are the ones that are. I just can't. I, I'm having trouble buying them now because of the you know online pass. Like online pass makes sense for other EA published games, um, like Forza or something like that. I I guess, but for Madden and stuff, it doesn't make sense. Forza Microsoft published title, please. Oh, sorry. Um, what was it? <laughs> you know what I mean. Sorry. <laughs> Need for Speed um, series. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Last paragraph. There is this myth that the video game industry is hurting money-wise. The video game industry is the only industry that has increased its sales since 2008 U.S. recession. Uh, they only say it's hurting so they can squeeze that last quarter out of your wallet. Sales, both software and hardware, have never been higher, and they are uh, only going up. Uh, the one thing I would say, though, is that, it, just to say this, is software and games now... It's their own doing that's done this. You know, they want to make better games. They want to make blockbusters or whatever. Yes, they're going to spend a heck of a lot more money doing so. But it has almost become this expectation from consumers like us that, hey, you have to be, be better than Call of Duty. You have to be better than Halo. You have to get a 9.5 or a 10.0 before I buy your game. You know, so to do something like that, they have to fork a lot more money. Um, some companies are doing fantastic, you know, making low budget games. Um, but that's, I, like I said, I think it's their own doing and, and stuff like that. So games do cost more to make. That's why they need to make more. Um, but that's just typical in software, I guess, as well. So, all right. Also, why, why is it just because we're having a recession? Every industry is hurting, and everybody's pointing to the recession and the and the bad economy. With the exception of the games industry, they're not blaming that. No, that has nothing to do with it. It's used game sales that's hurting us. You just, I mean, that again goes goes right back to the whole point of they don't want you to buy a used game. They want everybody to pay brand new price, full price. And when there's a recession going on. They're not looking at that. They're saying, no, it's the used game market that's hurting us. Yeah. So no matter what, they, they're not – they don't – it's like they're lost. They're not, they're not living in the real world with the, real world with the rest of us. Mm-hmm. So it's – I think he said it great. It's, <laughs> he, he had so many great points in there. <laughs> yeah. Here's, here's another funny thing. You want to help the economy bounce back? Go spend money. Isn't that funny? And it, it is just hilarious. That's how that works. Yeah. You know, go spend money buying new products, new new things that are made by companies, and the economy bounces back. Which is funny when you think about it. Which means don't go buy used a game, go buy a new one <laughs> if you want to help the economy bounce yeah. back. So, all right. But well, not necessarily. If I buy used games at GameStop, that helps GameStop. That 
puts money in their pocket, gets them more stores, gets employees, people working, still helps the economy. <laughs> uh, they're doing fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let me tackle this next large one from Jay Hoffa75. Okay. This game thing <laughs> is bullcrap. My game purchases will go down. At $60 a pop is already a lot, especially for games like Homefront and others that turn out to be horrible. <laughs> true, true. Oh, here's a small one from Smedum07. <laughs> First of all, I don't really see this happening until we are, are in the awful position of downloadable games. <laughs> you can see he's not for the... Uh, digital world uh this is just what is happening in all parts of society uh wing said that ea lost millions in sales with piracy i agree that is the way that ea sees it however there is no guarantee that any of the people who pirated the games would have bought it so there is nothing lost there uh that's i find that kind of like pirating and used game sales is hugely different because Somebody has at least purchased the game that they sold back, which somebody's buying as a used game. Pirating is basically just it's flat out. It's theft. Yes. So, for the if people couldn't pirate a game and they really wanted to pi- and they really wanted to play that game, they'd have two choices: used game, or three choices: rent it, used game, or buy it. Which all puts money in the developer's pocket. So that's where they're coming from. That that is money lost. Piracy is money lost no matter what. So kind of have to disagree with you on that one. But it's still, you know, know, thanks for bringing that one up. Um, I recently bought Rainbow Six Vegas 2 for four euros pre-owned. I wouldn't have bought that without pre-owned game. uh, And I may buy uh, Patriots at full price. Uh, Therefore, with pre-owned games, I may invest in the next game. This actually happened with Mass Effect and Mass Effect 2, which is true. Yeah. You know, people people see a game, they play a demo, they go rent it or whatever. It does, you know, you borrow a game from a friend that people really like it. They're like, you know what? I'm going to go get that or I'm going to go get the next one. Good point. That's, uh, I'm going to jump in real quick, too, because yeah. same thing with me, Mass Effect. I, I bought Mass or I rented Mass Effect, got stuck, oh, didn't, yeah. you know, got stuck, sent it back. Got convinced to try it again. Ended up, it was dirt cheap use, so I ended up just buying it. And then finally got through and got past certain point and fell in love with the game. Bought, pre-ordered Mass Effect 2. Will be pre-ordering Mass Effect 3. Um, and so now they've made two sales off me from a used game sale. Right. So they have made money. <laughs> Because I wasn't yeah. going to go out and buy it brand new when I tested, tried it before, and was like, oh, the you know, didn't like it. So, that's a very good point. Very good points that he brought up. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just about nickel and diming the consumer. All they want is every little penny out and putting less in. EA makes millions, but this is normal for them, so they have to look at how to grow. Maybe if the people in the top. We're paid less, i.e. £100,000, not millions. This is still more than the average Britain makes in five years. Uh, They would make more money. This also is on disc DLC and really poor, boring DLC being worth 10, 15, or 20 pounds. A good example of this is the excellent game Space Marines, which I bought new for 12 euro due to sales. However, the DLC 
will always be 800 each, so I would end up paying more for DLC than the game. However, if I was buying DLC on disc, it would come down in cost and be one or two pounds. And that was kind of what I was saying about the marketplace is the stuff still was, you know, what it is. And yeah. Whatnot. But, you know, the, the one thing about the, the cost and the price of what people get paid as far as the top executives and stuff, I mean, there are some dirty executives out there, but those people are there for a reason. And I can only, based off my experience with executives and, and stuff like that, some of these people that are put there, they have a tremendous amount of weight on their shoulders to make the company grow. And some of them are just brilliant <laughs> and they make it happen no matter if they're in a recession and, and stuff or not. So um, are they overpaid? I guess it all depends where you live and, and what you do, but so. Well, it's like Bobby Kotick is not a gamer. He is a businessman, you know? Yeah. So, and I think it's hard for, you know, gamers to try to separate that because we see it as a hobby and we don't want no one messing with our hobby and, you know, mm but it's a business and that's sometimes hard for us to come to grips. and that's and that's why he comes off as such a greedy person is cuz he's looking at it straight from the business right thing. and 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 that is one thing about people who make a lot of money that are like up in the millions and and stuff like that is is since they think it's easy for them they think it's easy for everybody and that's never true ever true um, it's easy for them because five dollars is like three cents to us, mm-hmm. you know. Um, you know, five dollars to us is like uh, you know, if everything was a everything they had to buy was three hundred thousand dollars a piece, then they would be complaining too. So, <laughs> but who's next? Uh, Mirage eighty five thirty one says, without reading all the details, what everyone else said, most likely I'd go back to PC gaming as it would wouldn't be so much more expensive than console gaming anymore. All they will do by keeping everything so cumbersome is encourage even more people to steal from them, if not due to pricing, then out of spite. Think about, Mirage, think about that with PC gaming. And that's one thing, is, like I said earlier, is think about Steam. People love Steam, and it's digital. Um, but it's always like the price is right type of thing. Like I went and bought a whole huge pack. It was like every uh, Civ, Civilization Four game and expansion pack and everything like that. Uh, it's like right before Civ Five came out, I went and bought them all for like seven dollars, <laughs> like seven bucks. So I was like, "All right, impulse buy." I still haven't played them. <laughs> but the I thing is, I think with Steam, there they do have a lot of uh, deals. That's why people like it. Yeah. Oh you yeah. Oh you yeah. Don't, you don't really see a lot. Um, we don't get. I mean, we get deals, but not enough on Xbox Live. Yep, not nothing like Steam. That's what I was saying. If if it went digital distribution, they're gonna have to take a page and they're gonna have to change to what people are used to, and people are used to Steam. So, but all right, 360 addict, I can care less for Blu-ray, but not playing used games is stupid. I will keep my old 360s then. Thank you. And Mudtastic ends up the comments with, I will always keep my old 360. She has been good to me. I don't know what or how they intend to curb used gaming sales, but if they do, I'll just buy less games. I'll focus on the ones I know I want to buy and that I know I'll get a lot of great, a lot of enjoyment out of it. This seems to be more of a push from publishers than from Microsoft. I can't imagine for them used game sales have hit them that hard when they only have a few exclusive titles, but we shall see. I suppose it is true that all big business businesses want money, 
you're not making is just as important as what money you are making. Maybe I'll take up a new hobby like extreme crochet. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, think about buying. Think about buying less games. Is a lot of people are saying buying less games because they're sixty dollars a pop. You know, if they're thirty dollars a pop, then all of a sudden you're getting two for the price of one. So actually, people buying more. Yeah, games. but they've gone to sixty dollars, <laughs> and we've seen, like someone said earlier, this. Yeah. You know, we've sold It'll more now. Go up. Yeah. We're seeing, you know, sales. They're saying, "Oh, sales have slacked off," but this is the best they've ever been. Yep. You know, gaming is True. still huge. So. All right. Well, friends list. <laughs> well, before we do, I want to give away a code. Dun, dun, dun. To anybody still listening, if they're still out there. Um, man, there's so many good stuff. There's some Gears of War 3 stuff here, some Battlefield 3 items, some Connect stuff, some Avatar Battlefield stuff. 3. Do Battlefield. All right, Battlefield 3. Should I give away a limited edition dog tag bundle or a special kit set of camouflages? Dog tags. Dog tags, it is. 9H4DR6TWJK6VXT6MRF42JXQ7. That is for Battlefield 3 Limited Edition Dog Tag Bundle for Multiplayer. And um, I am going to butcher this gamer tag. Um, please forgive me. And of course, this individual is always welcome to call in next week or join our live show. Um, I'm also able to give us a Google voice and, you know, say how to say the name, but I'm calling him Chobahawk. 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 <laughs> that's, that's, it's C-O-B-E-H-O-K. <laughs> Chobahawk, something like that. Oh, there's so. a there's an H in there because the one on the thing says Kobe Hawk. <laughs> Kobe Hawk. There's an H in it. I'm looking on the friends C-O- list. It says yes. B E. Oh well, maybe I'm spell. I took it from his email to me. Okay. Okay. Well, if I got that wrong, I'm sorry. I'm I'm an idiot. <laughs> you know, he's on my friends list. Let me look and see if it's the same on my friends list. All right. So. Well, while you're doing that. How about uh, we got a Google Voice from Mudtastic? You want to play that now? Let's do it. All right. Hello there, everybody. This is Colin Mud, or otherwise known as Mudtastic, um, from the Xbox. I had a wonderful time playing with everybody recently. Uh, my question today, I have one, and there's my son Joshua. Um, my question today is, I just recently got back into playing Mass Effect 2. Um redoing it for some things as I'm getting ready for Mass Effect 3, uh, playing on an insane difficulty and having a blast with it. And I just reawakened my whole interest in the Mass Effect series. And even after playing it a second time, I'm like, I can't wait to get back to it. So my question to you is, are there any games that you guys hold um, near and dear to your hearts that you like to go back to and play? Um, not just necessarily games that you know you've always liked, but is there a game that you come back to and that you enjoy playing, um, even if it may be really old, maybe it's from the Super Nintendo system or or something along those lines. So that's my question. I hope everybody has an excellent or has had an excellent weekend, and um, stay safe. All right, Wing, we're back. Do you have an update on the uh, 
it's the same. I spelled it right. Okay. Okay. So, but uh, answering to Mudtastic, the games I hold near and dear um, are Gra 2, which we're going to go back and play next weekend. Yeah, I'm so yes. excited, dude. I, I'm actually excited about next Friday. <laughs> Gra 2 is mine, too. I, I do hold that one near and dear to my heart. So. Um, Rainbow Six. Um, I, I love that. I, I Call of Duty, same, because Call of Duty is a near and dear to me, too, because I have just... I remember when the first game came out, dude, I dropped everything else I was playing and I played Call of Duty for several years. I had my own website, my own servers. I was running multiple servers. I ended up creating a clan. Uh, and it was just, it wasn't like we weren't like into these ladder systems and stuff. It was just, I noticed that the same people are always coming to the, to the servers and I, I admin real well. People were cheating. So I kicked them, you know, I just, I kept a nice clean servers and, people kept they kept coming back because of that and um and that's what generated this clan of guys that we were playing with all the time and and it was just such a good time and you know here i am i'm playing call of duty again you know so it may be a new version but it's still the same franchise um but uh like the same thing with battlefield to me you know Battlefield 2 and, and stuff like that. But Grim Fandango, that one I hold near and dear. I would love to see someone bring Grim Fandango out to XBLA. Like, Double Fine needs to go, needs to do that. That game was, oh, I just love that game. It's a point-and-click adventure, but man, it was so funny. It was a good game. Yeah. But, you know, there's no game. And I've come back to this one for years and years and years. I play it all the time. Dude, that's Spider Solitaire, baby. You just, <laughs> you know, you can mow better than Spider Solitaire. <laughs> oh, and Bejeweled. <laughs> I play yeah, Bejeweled. Bejeweled every day, too. I play it every day on my phone. So. I don't know. All right. Well, that's all we got this week. Head out to this xboxlife.com for uh, access to contact us by email. Uh, our Facebook, Twitter's out there. Grab some gear from Zazzle, um, also Cafe Press. Most of these places that you can go to, theirsite.com slash thisxboxlife, and you'll most likely hit our page. Um, or if you want to be like Mudtastic, uh, voicemail is 224-698-XBOX, which is 9269. But that's it. Hope everybody enjoyed the show, and we'll see you next week for our live show. Yes, so. join us for the live show. That'll be fun. Yep. Um, Brun BJ Swick 33. I'm Mark AK Wingman 709. Take it off. My stars love the drifting sky.